God wants to talk to you. One day this past week, I woke up and the Lord said something to me and I posted it as the word for the day. And somebody texted me back. They said I had to look up that word so I would know what it meant. They weren't the only one. It's a word I hadn't used since Bible school. And those of you who did look it up, you know that it referred back to the teachings from the Latin Vulgate and the attitude of falsehood that was accounted for there. But sometimes God will just say things, drop things in your spirit, but only if you're listening. Brother Ken, we have to determine, I am his sheep, I hear his voice, and the voice of another I will not follow. Because if you don't turn up the volume, yeah, as a believer, you got to pump up the volume, pump up the volume. If you don't, you won't hear. This week, pump up the volume. Hear what God's saying to you, because he's speaking to you all the time. The day you became born again, God opened a channel communication. You can live your entire Christian life and never hear it. But if you'll pump up the volume through telling God, your word says I'm your sheep and I hear your voice. So I hear your voice. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We glory in you. If you work in any department of the church, we want you to have one of the 2016 House of the Lord Fellowship Church calendars. It's a beautiful calendar. It's laid out with space to keep up with upcoming events and to mark every day. Then in the back, it has promises of God from each book of the Bible, wisdom from the Word of God that you can count on, and then it has some pages to take notes and stuff, but if you work in any department of the church, I want you to have one of these calendars, and after today, we'll be putting them on the, the back table, and anybody who would like one can have one, but I want to make sure every worker in the church who's committed themselves to working in any department, they have their 2016 calendar. So the ushers will assist me in making sure they get to the back table after the workers have had a chance today to get their calendar. If you don't have one, grab one. The youth are slipping out for youth ministry. Children are slipping out for kingdom class. And the rest of us are paying attention to the truth God wants us to hear. Daddy God, thank you for the youth and children of House of the Lord whom we decree are blessed of the Lord. They're anointed with wisdom and understanding from on high. They walk in the truth. They talk in the truth. They have your truth rooted within them. Father, I thank you for anointed teachers and instructors who engraft the word into their lives. Wherever they go, whatever they do, success opens the door and proceeds the way for them. We decree the wicked one touches them not, but in everything they exalt in the God of their salvation and rejoice in his glorious and wonderful supply. Thank you for your blessings 
upon our youth and children, and not one shall depart from the ark of safety. And the people said, that will be, be placed in your hand by our men of valor at this time are entitled Miracle Signs and Wonders. I told you that the Lord spoke to me about 2016 and said, life at the top. And yes, God is bringing a resurgence of his finances and blessings to his body. But he said to me, there will be a resurgence of miracles, signs, and wonders like has not been seen before. So as your pastor, when I know the direction that God is taking us, my job is to equip you and prepare you to walk into that realm that he is bringing us to. I fully expect to see people from this body flowing in tongues and interpretation as they never have. In prophecy, in word of knowledge, word of wisdom, in laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, in casting out devils, in setting captives free, being bold in the power of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) and exegeting passages that they do not even know. Because people are going to ask questions of you this year, and you're going to hear yourself answering it. And while you're answering the question, you're going to be saying to yourself, I hope I can remember this. This is some really good stuff. We were talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. Today's message builds on last Sunday's message on lordship. Because until you recognize lordship... You will not walk in the miraculous and the supernatural. If you had a Savior, you're missing 90% of your Christian walk. You don't need a Savior. You need a Lord. I have been lied to most of my Christian walk by preachers. Your walk with God would be good if it wasn't for mess up preachers and I was taught the number one job of every Christian is to win the lost 
I want to tell you that's a lie of the devil. The Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, told you the number one job of every believer. Seek first the kingdom of God and being in right standing with Him. Right standing with Him does not mean I don't smoke, I don't chew, and I don't date girls who do. Right standing with Him means you're walking in His power, dominion, and authority. Because God doesn't want you to get saved. He wants you to become kingdom participants. That's why Jesus didn't say, you'll get people saved just like I do. Because He didn't. There was no one saved in the three and one half years of his ministry. No one born again. There were miracle signs and wonders. But he was here to build a kingdom, not to build a church. So he said to us, you build a kingdom and I'll build my church. But you see, if you're still thinking, and I know some of the courses are wonderful, and the message as far as they take it is great. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. But you see, that's only 10% of the message. You miss that on 90% when you don't receive a Lord, don't receive a King. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. He said, because I go to my Father. I struggled with that for a long time. What does it mean that I can do greater works than he did because he goes home? If I'm going to do greater works than he did, I want him right here by my side. But he said, when I go home, I will reconnect the heaven and earth connection that was broken in Adam. And you will be connected to the throne. Because I go to the throne, I make a place for you. People misread that and go, yeah, he's making a place for me. He's building me a mansion. Oh, you stupid fool. Read your Bible. Quit listening to idiot preachers. Jesus never promised you a mansion. He didn't say, I'm going to build you a house. He said, I'm going to ensure a place for you in the family tree. In the biblical time, the word house didn't mean a physical structure that you lived in. The house of David was the family tree. The house of God is the family tree, not a church. You are a part of the house of the Lord. Why, yes, I'm a part of this. No, no, no. You're a part of this. He went to make a place for you, and it wasn't to build you a mansion to go to someday. Will there be mansions there? Of course. Will there be streets of gold? Of course. Will there be a tree of life? Yes. Will there be rivers flowing with milk and honey? Of course. But that's not what you're to be thinking about. 
I have a place in the family tree, and God is my Father. And he said, the works that I do shall you do in greater works, because I'm going to restore the heaven and earth connection when I go to my Father. God said to me, 2016, a resurgence of miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but there's only one Holy Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one, now say this with me, but to each one. Are you one? Yes. Look at the person next to you. Are they one? Yes. Look at the person on the other side. Are they one? Yes. Then to each one. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Again, people struggle over this phrase, but Cheryl, it's very simple. God said to each one, to each one, to each one, to each one, is given the manifestation that is needed for that time in that situation they're in. While silly people are running around wanting, I want tongues and interpretation. I want prophecy. Since they are all as the Spirit wills, then you should be saying not, I want prophecy, I want tongues, I want miracles, I want laying on of hands. You should be saying, I want whatever the situation demands. Because God, in my early days, Gail, shocked me many times. I did not want to pastor. In fact, I fought it for nearly a year. Then I told my wife, and she broke into tears. She didn't want to pastor. I know there are people who just have this strong, great desire. I didn't, because I'd seen what religion could do. And I hated preachers, and I still hate preachers. Pastor, you can't hate. Yes, I can. Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. God hated their deeds. If my daddy hated, I can hate. And I hate preachers because they do not represent my God. They represent their ego and their desires. Not everyone calling themselves Rev is. I don't call myself reverend because in my book there was only one. I call myself pastor teacher because God told me, you're a pastor teacher. He pastors me so I can pastor you. He teaches me so I can teach you. But he said, greater works than you do because the Holy Spirit will be with you. So, Roger may be in one place, and God pulls this out of his spirit. But he's in another place, and they have a different need, so he pulls that out of their spirit. The first time the Lord wanted to speak through me, 
it literally frightened me. I mean, it shook me. that I'm hearing in here God speaking, and He wants me to say this. But I found when I began to yield to that, that flowing in tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, it got easier every time I yielded. And I would ask God, what's going on? Because you told me, lay hands on that person, and they dropped their crutches and started walking. But in another situation, you said, tell them this. And they were set free. God gives you the manifestation you need for the common good of the situation you're in. And if you're open to it, and don't get stuck on, well, God used me in tongues and interpretation. Just because you were in a situation that needed that doesn't mean that is your life calling. Be open to God using you in all the gifts of the Spirit. Because Jesus said, the works that I do, what work did He do? Word of knowledge? Word of wisdom? Casting out devils? Healing the sick? Raising the dead? He did the deed that needed to be done in the situation he was in. Therefore, desire the best gift. Yes, prophecy. Idiot. Unlearned religious. What is the best gift? The one that's needed in that situation. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, not to build their reputation, not to let everybody know there's somebody, for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as He wills. You don't need to identify your gift. You need to identify your giver. And do not think because God used you and one, that that's where you're locked in for life. In fact, this is one of the problems people have in their walk. And the reason they don't grow is because they identify with the first operation of the Spirit in their life and try and build their life around that rather than building their hope on the giver of gifts, not the gift He gave. as the Spirit of God wills to distribute. Miracles, signs, and wonders are the work of the Holy Spirit. They are not the work of the vessel. Well, Sister Gail, I need a word. Brother Roger, I need a healing. Brother John, I, I need to receive the Holy Spirit. No. 
Holy Spirit, I need. And you can get it to me through any vessel you want to. Don't let people brand you as a prophet, a healer, or whatever. No, I'm a vessel the Holy Spirit distributes through as the situation needs it. Man is a vessel, a channel, a portal through which the Holy Spirit does a work of power and authority. Even our Lord and Redeemer Yeshua was only able to do great works under the power of the Holy Spirit. I've heard messages that lied to me and told me Jesus was a miracle worker. There are still people in the church today that will tell you Jesus raised himself from the dead. Jesus couldn't heal the sick. Jesus couldn't raise the dead. And he couldn't heal himself. And I know that startles a lot of people because they want to think Jesus was something they can't be. The only thing he was that you can't be is the original son of God. But he was the firstborn among many brethren. You can be one of the sons of God, but not the son of God. John 5.30, Jesus, Yeshua, said, I can do nothing on my own initiative. That's fancy talk for good old Texas understanding. I can't do nothing because I want to. I do nothing on my own initiative. I can't do anything because I want to do it. As I hear, I judge. Yeah, when he saw people sinning, he judged it. No, 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 church. The highest form of faith is judgment. Not judging things as damnable or evil, but judging it the way the Word does. The natural mind may judge them sick, but the Word of truth judges them healed. The natural mind may judge them captive of Satan, but the Word judges them free. The highest form of faith is judging things the way God would if He was standing there. And you can judge. No, Pastor Jim, the Bible says judge not. No, the Bible says judge not according to your own intent. But it then comes back to say judge with righteous judgment. Righteous judgment is calling it what the Word would call it. What God would call it. And my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He said, every judgment I render is in line with the Father's will, plan, and purpose. Jesus said in John five nineteen, Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, unless it is something he sees the Father doing, for whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. Just as you're to be imitators of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was an imitator of Jehovah, Lord of hosts. John twelve forty nine, For I did not speak on my own initiative, 
but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. You have a commandment. It's called the New Testament. And when it says, with his stripes you were healed, speak. When it says, you can do all things through the anointing that infuses you with divine ability, speak. So Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own initiative, my own volition, because I want to. I speak these things as the Father taught me. If you're taught of the Word, you can speak the Word. As 1 Corinthians 12 states, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It's not to prove that you're born again. It's not to prove that you're anointed or gifted. It's to do the work of the ministry. Do not ever become possessive of the gift God manifests through you. Every believer has allotted to them a work of the Holy Spirit. But it's not a life work. It's a for the common good work. And 1 Corinthians 14, 26 further explains, What is the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Each one has a psalm. Each one has a teaching. Everybody has a revelation. Everybody has a tongue and interpretation. But let it be done for edification in order not to build your ministry. And of course, Ephesians 4, 7 explains or pairs grace and distribution. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. How big was the gift of Christ? God withheld nothing, but gave him fully to the point of life and death. And then life again. Though our Redeemer was known as a great teacher, it was the works of the Holy Spirit through him that drew the crowds and confirmed the words taught. There will be no great revival because of teaching. There will be great teaching because of revival. Miracles, signs, and wonders are the dinner bell that draws people to go, all right, now I can hear what you're saying because you've proved it's of God. Mark, the last chapter says, the Holy Spirit was confirming the Word with signs following. Teach the Word, but realize it's the miracles that will elevate you in the eyes of the people around you because people will believe when they see. Both when they see and when they see. Our Messiah did the works no man had done before to prepare us to do even greater works 
and manifestations of the Holy Spirit's operation. Jesus said, I took it this far under law. How far can you take it under grace? Now, as you go to the next page, page three, Pastor, this says 37 miracles of Jesus, and you've talked about 41 miracles in the life of Christ. Yes, there were miracles in the life of Christ, and there were miracles of Jesus. For example, the first miracle occurred before he was born in the Immaculate Conception. The last miracle occurred after he died in the resurrection. So there are other miracles, but these 37 occurred during his life. Now I'm going to tell you why I gave you this list of miracles. Miracles listed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in his ministry. Because I want you to start looking at these miracles and realizing that every one of them was done not by Christ. They were done by the Holy Spirit. And if that same Spirit that raised Him from the dead dwell in you, it will make you alive with this kind of miracles. Now that on page 4... Catherine Brown out of Glasgow, Scotland, a prophetess used of God in Europe, said this year, 2016, will be a year of wisdom and instruction from God, which is going to unlock untold blessings from the Lord to and through His people. Your financial miracle is on the way in Jesus' mighty name. Can I have an amen? Amen. It is my belief that 2016 will usher the global church into a shift in focus from revelation only to instruction plus revelation to release the miracle-working power of God into the lives of families all over the world. The abundance of God is received and focusing beyond what we can presently see or even comprehend to lay hold of things that are yet unseen. Then the last page is from Bill Hammond's daughter, Jane. Y'all know who Bill Hammond is. And this prophetic word uh, I want you to read and have. But now go back to page three. Now drop down to number 14. Jesus heals a woman in the crowd. You know that an official of the synagogue had come to Jesus and said, we need a miracle. 
Jesus got up and began to follow him. And so did his disciples. So you have the officers of the synagogue followed by Messiah, followed by the disciples. And a woman, verse 20 of Matthew 9, a woman had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. What does it mean, touch the, the fringe of his cloak? His prayer shawl hung down, and there was a fringe on the prayer shawl. The prayer shawl was used for when they were, was called a tallit. Paul was a maker of tallits. The word tallit is a form of the word tent, but it is tenting. What would occur is, when it came time to pray, you would reach your prayer shawl, and you would pull it up over your head. When your prayer shawl was over your head, everybody knew you were tenting with God. The prayer shawl was not holy. It was a sign to those around you, don't talk to me, don't bother me, I'm in discussion with God. They didn't have to drop to their knees and begin to yell and scream, Oh, dear God, for people to know what was going on. They simply pulled the prayer shawl over their head, and so the fringe of that garment was the tip of all the conversations that person had had with the Father. The Bible lists the lineage of Joseph, so you know he was of the house of David. The Bible lists the lineage of Mary, so you would know she was of the house of David. So to all the people around, on his mother's side and on his father's side, he was a direct descendant of King David and was qualified to be a king. He was born a king, a lord. At his birth, he received a king's ransom. Angels testified that he was king. So this woman was not coming to a savior. She was coming to a lord. Because a king had the power of life and death. A Lord had the power of life and death. So I want you to notice it does not say, and Jesus sought out the woman. And with a word of knowledge said, Yea, verily, woman, you've had a hemorrhage on for 12 years. She had been bleeding through her female organs for 12 years. Some ladies can't deal with it for 12 hours, let alone 12 years. In that day and time, a woman was considered unclean if she was on her monthly not to be touched or 
anything. So for 12 years she's been separated because she's been on our monthly for 12 years. So there's no word of knowledge. Yea, the Lord has told me that there's a woman in the crowd. There is no word of wisdom. I see your problem. There is no prophecy. Yea, verily, if thou shalt believe. The woman saw a Lord, a king of the house of David. And she said, if I can make contact with his contact with the Father. You see, we get carried away when we think, if I can just touch the fringe of his cloak. No, the emblem of his time spent with God. Because I want to draw on God. And he's a king. He's a Lord. He's the Son of God. <coughs> Angels announced his birth. Magi came and brought him a king's ransom. He was rich from his birth. His family was able to go to Egypt and spend two years on the money he had. Did Jesus know what was going on? Not until it had gone on. So this was a miracle of Jesus, but it was not a miracle by Jesus. It was a miracle by faith. It was a miracle of lordship. It was a miracle of kingship. She didn't see him as a savior. She saw him as a lord, as a king, as a ruler, as a person who had contact with God. And so she said, I want to touch the emblem of his point of contact. So she touched, not the hem of his garment, she grabbed the fringe of his prayer shawl where he had been tenting with God, where he had been in communication with Jehovah, Lord of hosts. And as a son of God, she drew on what he had. What was our Lord's first recognition of what was going on? Word of knowledge? Word of wisdom? Prophecy? No, he said, I have experienced a drain on my deposit. I perceive that dunamis has gone out of me. Virtue, dunamis. I perceive that dunamis, the same thing he said you would receive... After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Holy Spirit raised this woman up because of her drawing on lordship. She didn't get in the prayer line. She got in the divine line. 
So one of the great and most notable miracles of the life of Christ was done without the Christ. Is anything going off inside you? I don't need to be touched by God. I can touch God. Now there are a number of miracles where they said, if you'll just come, my daughter will be well. If you'll come, my servant will be well. If you will, I know you can heal me. But here's a woman who is drawing directly on the line of authority. You are a king. You are a lord. And if I can just touch who gives you power, I can have the power he gives you. Oh, church. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Is he opening up something in you right now? I don't have to have God come and yaivele. I can recognize the authority. I can recognize the power. And I can tap into it. Jesus didn't have to make a place for her. She made a place for herself in the family line. I want you to take each one of these miracles and look at them and pray in the Spirit and say, Lord, show me how you showed up in this so I can recognize you when you show up in this. Well, Pastor, what about the other three miracles? Uh, deal with this 37 first. Then we can deal with the others. The A.D. and the B.C. miracles. Pastor, what was the... You told us the 38th and 39th miracles, His virgin birth and His resurrection. What was the 40th miracle? There are actually 41, but the 40th miracle was he sat down at the right hand of God in full sonship so that you could have access as a son of God to the throne of God. He presented his sinless blood that cleansed you before you were born. By faith, you were cleansed before you were birthed, before you were born. And that blood never loses power. If you will begin to draw upon the Holy Spirit, Jesus did no miracles without the Holy Spirit. So that you would learn you ain't doing any miracles without the Holy Spirit. If you will get past the stupid religiosity of what gift is mine, you don't got a gift. You got a gift giver. 
And whatever gift is needed for the common good, not for your career, not for your ministry, not for your upholding. They are gifts of service, not gifts of I have arrived. You can cripple your life and ministry by wanting your gift so I can develop my gift. That's almost as dangerous as when I hear a young minister or preacher or evangelist say, I've got to build my ministry. They're on the road to destruction. Because if God don't build a house, the house ain't worth visiting. Get this this morning. If you can begin to understand lordship, kingship, you can begin to draw on it the same way this woman did. She didn't need his permission. She didn't need his cooperation. She only needed his connection. What will the Holy Spirit do for you? And yet people go to church and they sit there trying to get Brother Copeland's eye, trying to get Brother Hagin's eye, trying to get you know this one or that one so they'll lay hands on them. No. I can grab their coattail as they're going by because I know it's not them and their hands. It's their connection. Today determined, I'm going to be somebody's connection. Not once, but I'm going to be somebody's connection every day. I want to walk so that every day God can present the gift of the Spirit that's needed for the common good at that day and at that time. I'm not hungry to be a prophet. I'm not hungry to be an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. I'm hungry to be used of God and have flow through me what's needed by other people at that day. I want to be a servant, Amen. not a ruler of the people. Because if you're willing to be a servant of the people, God will lift you up to be a ruler. But you will rule in integrity, not in self-will. Did you get anything today? Yeah. Now hear me. In 2016, there will be a resurgence of miracles and signs and wonders. But they will not flow as powerfully through brother and sister big name as they do through servants yielded to God for the common good. If you will determine today, I will be a vessel of honor yielded for the common good and the gift the Holy Spirit wants to use will operate in and through me at the time it's needed for the situation to which it is needed, God can begin to graduate you from religion to real life in Christ. Pastor, so many of the things you teach are so contrary to what's being taught out there. Let me ask you a question. What's happening out there with those that are teaching that mess? But into a world darkened and in despair, 
a light shined in the darkness. And the darkness couldn't figure out what the light was doing. But it did it anyway. Because the light didn't need the people's approval. In 2016, you're going to see miracles and signs and wonders like you have never seen before. As the year progresses, they will become more and more and more frequent because there's a synergy that occurs. Rudy, when a miracle happens, people are then open for another one and another one and another one, and you will begin to see them. But some of you will begin to be involved in them. God will send people to your door, to your place of business, to you on the street. And they will want to draw on what's in you. Take them to lordship, not to your gift. Take them to lordship, not your indoctrination. Take them to lordship because it can operate without you. It did in Christ. It will in you. Father, we have brought your word to your people. And your people have heard your word and our, our thinking is being challenged and changed. Our hearts are being rearranged. We're being ushered into kingly service, divine compliance, supernatural living. And Father, people will come because you will be seen in us and through us and people will know that you are with us and they'll come to draw upon you. And we won't get the big head. We won't try and step into the action, but we will allow you to flow and we'll celebrate your goodness. Father, you're teaching us lordship. You're teaching us servanthood and we are building the kingdom. And this year, we will experience more wealth than we've ever known. We'll experience more health, more joy, more peace. But we will walk in more anointing than we've even known was possible. And we will set the captives free because this people will be used of you and they will model you for the world to see. And the people said, Amen. Your love, your blessed go with God. Let these miracles become a part of your understanding. Let God show you Himself in them. And then you can destroy the works of Satan because of them. You're loved, you're blessed, go with God.